Hey friend, seeing the number of likes and comments on a post, hearing a way to go after leading an event, getting a how in the world do you do it question from a fellow masterminder. It feels good to receive the approval of others, doesn't it? Many of us appreciate approval and affirmation for everything from how we look to how we think to what we do in both life and business. And while it's natural to desire being supported by others, when we wrongly place the source of our approval in the hands of men, we push our creator, the one who truly knows us inside and out, and the only one whose approval of us matters in the end, off the throne of our hearts. You may seek approval from others, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your friends, your colleagues, your neighbors, because you need the affirmation as someone who is always questioning your value and the quality of your work, or maybe because you just like hearing how amazing you and the work you do is in the eyes of others. Either way, seeking the approval of man over the approval of God is not the mark of someone who knows whose she is. And besides, people are not always honest, dependable, or intentional. So if you're depending on them to fill your tank, you will be left feeling empty. But God's approval is always genuine, loving, and personal, because he is the only one who truly sees your actions as well as your heart. And when it's all said and done, when we no longer have anything we've done propping us up, don't we all want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant? Me too. So if you're ready to lay down people pleasing and seeking the approval of others, to find your value in what he says about you, because it's true, then let's seek to please an audience of one together. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list, it's a disordered heart. And a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business. From launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community. Oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years. And I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Girl, if you left a review over the past few weeks, 
To help me help them, I just want to affirm that decision by letting you know it's not about building me up. Yes, when I read the heartfelt words many of you have written, it warms my heart to think that not only is my voice in your earbud and shifting things in your calendar around how you view and use your time to be less busy and more fruitful, but more importantly, what lights me up is that God is speaking through me right into your heart and it's shifting things in your relationship with him. And that's the goal of this Help Me Help Them campaign. Sure, leaving a review helps the show show up closer to the top of a podcast search so that more busy Christian women juggling midlife and business can find us. But it's about so much more than that. It's about reaching the hearts of women halfway around the world who don't often hear a thanks for all their hard work day in and day out in their homes and who aren't likely seeing a lot of income rolling in from their business to let them know that they are valued because they are made in the image of God and he desires a relationship with them and that there are women over here who don't have any ulterior motives saying you are amazing and showing them support. Wait, how does leaving a review on the podcast do all of that? Well, I'm so glad you asked for every review left of the redeem her time podcast up until the day I step on a plane to fly to central Asia to meet with and serve these women. I'm donating five more dollars and trusting the Lord for up to 100 of you to step up, which means I'll be adding up to $500 to the portion of all the redeemed midlife CEO tuitions I've committed to giving back. My prayer is not only will our hearts look to him for our worth beyond what we do in our lives and businesses, but that theirs will too. That's having an eternal impact, my friend. So if you already left a review, thank you. And feel free to share an episode with someone and post a screenshot inside the Redeem Her Time community with the link in the show notes, and I will add another $5 to the pot. And if you haven't, then would you please consider helping me help them by doing so now? I cannot wait to see the smile on their face when they see this tangible reminder that they are loved because of who they are, not because of what they do. Now, speaking of finding value in who we are, not what we do, may I talk to you, the busy Christian woman out there who's running around most days like a chicken with her head cut off or with her head in the sand to get away from it all, because it's really hard juggling midlife and business and everything in between. It probably feels like there are too many people to please, your hubby, your kids, your parents, your in-laws, your grandkids, your extended family, your friends, neighbors, small group, ministry team, peers, coach, business besties, clients, your doctor, your dogs or other furry friends, and then the social media algorithm. Girl, no wonder you feel like you never have enough time. I'm here to tell you, you can't please everyone, nor will that bring the fulfillment you think it will, because it never lasts. And when you're trying to please everyone, you wind up pleasing no one, including the one who all this is for and who called you to this life and business anyway. Ah, can you already feel the pressure lifting? Just thinking about not having to keep trying to guess at what you think others expect or need for too long. You've undoubtedly been questioning what you should be doing because in order to please this person, you need to do this in order to please that person. You need to do that. And then there's this guru over there telling you to please that fictitious avatar your mysterious algorithm and your elusive accomplishments, you need to do a hundred other things. And then 
when you think you might have finally have it all figured out, everything changes and you're back at square one, feeling worn out with little fruit to show for it. Ah, that's because when you're overloaded by either the expectations of others or the obligations you feel inside, you're constantly on a treadmill of people pleasing and seeking the approval of others that only leads to relational stress, discouragement, and self-pity, and a lot of fruitlessness in your business because what they said didn't work. But what if there was an entirely different way to run your life in business? One where you're not striving and trying to be all things to all people, but where you can trust and rest in the one who says, you already please me because you're my daughter. What if you shut out the noise of all the conflicting voices and get quiet so you can listen to the one voice that matters, the one that knows exactly what you're called to in this season of midlife and business, the one who wants to speak life into you, not suck the life out of you. What if you lived your life and built your business with God? It's amazing how confusion about what you could do will turn to clarity about what he's called you to when you listen to what he says about your worth, not being in what you do, but in whose you are. And from that place of grace, you can let what he's filled you up with pour out by his spirit and see amazing relationships, an amazing business, amazing wellness, and even an amazing home where you keep up with the dishes, the laundry, and the bill paying, all because it's with him. Doesn't that sound so much better? And then before you do anything, whether in life or in business, you look to him for his thumbs up first, not to everyone else. Ha, my friend, maybe it's time for you to put down the people pleasing that you've been doing for so long or the seeking you've been doing for others' approval and pick up his truth along with the right tools to use your time to build his kingdom with what you've been given, not your approval rating. So if you're ready to ditch the exhaustion and emptiness of looking around for what to do in life or business, for the confidence and completeness that you'll find looking to him in his direction, then I encourage you to apply to the redeemed midlife CEO, because it's never too late to seek the approval of the one whose applause truly matters. So where do you submit an application? It's easy. You can just go to redeemhertime.com forward slash coaching and click the apply button. And together, let's explore what your time in life and business could look like if you didn't feel the constant need to try to please everyone or to gain their affirmation. And don't worry, you can pause this right now and click the link in the show notes to take your next step and submit that application and then come back. And we're going to dive into this lesser thing that robs our time and attention from where it truly belongs in him. Now, let's be honest. Many of us appreciate approval and affirmation for everything from how we look to how we think and what we do. And while it's part of human nature to want to feel supported by others, when we wrongly place the source of our approval in the hands of men, we push our creator, the one who truly knows us inside and out, and the only one whose approval of us matters in the end, off the throne of our hearts. Yes, seeing the number of likes and comments on a post, hearing a way to go after leading the event, getting a how in the world do you do it question from that fellow masterminder, it feels good to receive the approval of man. You may seek approval from others like your spouse, your kids, your parents, your friends, your colleagues, your neighbors, 
because you need the affirmation as someone who's always questioning your value and the quality of your work, or because you just like hearing how amazing you and the work you do is in the eyes of others. But either way, seeking the approval of man over the approval of God is not the mark of someone in his kingdom. And besides, people are not always honest, dependable, or intentional. So if you are depending on them to fill your tank, friend, you will be left feeling empty. But God's approval is always genuine, loving, and personal because he is the only one who truly sees your actions as well as your hearts. And when it's all said and done, when we no longer have anything we've done propping us up, don't we all want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant? So what is people-pleasing anyway? Well, it's simply seeking the approval or affirmation of others. It may come in the form of spoken words, a like, a smile, or even a hug. It's seeking confirmation or encouragement about who we are or what we do. It's about the self-sufficient needing to see how other people perceive and receive us. And those of you who are externally motivated needing outside support to keep you moving forward. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 33, I try to please everyone in everything I do. What? Please everyone in everything? I thought that this was a bad thing. Well, maybe it can't be all that bad because yes, we are naturally wired to need others. Although it may be hard to graciously accept a compliment without in some way deflecting it, it secretly warms our heart to know that people like what they see. But the place that people pleasing has in our heart is dependent on where it ultimately points. Now, in the case of 1 Corinthians 10.33 of Paul trying to please everyone and everything, let's look at the context which says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many, that they may be saved. That, my friend, that kind of people pleasing is about pointing people to God, which is glorifying him. But Paul also said in Galatians 1.10, Am I seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of God. As I was preparing for this episode, I ran across a great article called People Pleasing That Pleases God. And here's what it says. In this case, referring to Galatians 1.10, to try to please people is to reject and even oppose Christ. To please people then is to indulge in sinfulness to abandon obedience, to defy God. So according to Paul, we must persistently strive to please people and we must passionately avoid striving to please people. As with so many issues in the Christian life, wisdom and holiness come through our seeing by the spirit. And this sentence is not a contradiction. So there's a kind of people pleasing, AKA seeking the approval of others that isn't able to share the throne with the one true God. You are either trying to please man or trying to please God. You can't do both at the same time because we are to have no other gods before him. Remember, elevating anything else is idolatry. So when does people pleasing become an idol then? Well, in the study, more than anything, it says, it's not the approval itself that's an idol. It's who we long to receive it from that leads us into sin. 
We're told in Colossians 3, 23-24 to work for the Lord and not for man. It's when we search for their praise rather than His. It's when our performance is dependent on who is watching and doing what will get their fickle applause rather than pleasing an audience of one who never changes. This kind of people-pleasing becomes an exhausting treadmill of micromanaging situations, conversations, and relationships. Anyone relate to that? Because when we find our emotions and even our execution being a reflection of whether or not other people affirm us, when they like us, well, we're on top of the world. And when they're silent or even slightly negative, our worlds may fall apart. How others view us influences everything from the way we live to the things we buy to the way we dress, the way we think and speak and interact with people. It's people-pleasing becomes an idol when just like anything else in our life, we're willing to compromise God's best, aka we we're willing to sin in order to get or keep it. Or what about this one? What about when we say yes to too much and overfill our schedules and to-do lists because we fear disappointing someone? Ah, anyone? In more than anything, it says, the road in search of the approval of man is long and broken, only temporarily satisfying or for their benefit, and always leaves us looking for more and losing ourselves in the process. Instead, it becomes an endless pursuit of what will not truly fill us outside of him. You see, we can and never will be fully approved by any human. So placing that expectation on another sinful, limited, broken person will always set them up for failure and leave us feeling empty. Lou Priolo in his book, Pleasing People says this, there may be no more powerful argument to persuade you to stop seeking the approval of man than that of the profound folly, futility, and utter impossibility of trying to please all the people some of the time. You see, only God has the power to approve us once and for all. But oh, how we try to seek it from others, don't we? We have only to look at the religious leaders, whom, as John 12, 43 describes, loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. What did Jesus say to his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount? In Matthew 6, 1, he says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Instead, Our giving, praying, fasting should not be on the street corners where others can see and reward us in the moment because that reward won't last, but it should be what is done in secret where our father who sees in secret will reward us. That's the kind of approval that I want, don't you? But like we said earlier, no one can serve two masters. We cannot try to live to please others and be his servant at the same time because living to please anyone else puts us at war with Christ when we first submit and foremost to the desires and demands of others instead. So how do we keep our hearts in check and only seek the people pleasing that pleases God? Good question. Well, let's look at what God says about God glorifying people pleasing. Since Colossians 3 and 1 Corinthians 10 tell us to please others and please him, there is a way of rightly ordering our hearts so that all the glory goes to him. It begins with holding the affirmations of others loosely and holding fast to what his word affirms is true about us. It's about looking to our father first for his smile before looking to our fellow servants for their thumbs up. It's about standing in confidence before his throne 
because of who he says we are, rather than crumbling before others when we don't hear the words that we hope for. It's about putting the spotlight on who he is and causing others to look at him rather than focusing the attention on ourselves and causing others to look at us. It's about believing his approval of us through his son is not temporary or dependent on our performance or doing enough, but is rooted in the work that Christ did on the cross when he cried out, it is finished. In that moment, when the veil in the temple was torn in two, our work of needing to accumulate the approval of others in order to earn our place was finished. Amen. So whether you're the girl who thinks you don't need the affirmation of others, I bet secretly you walk a little taller when you do hear them. Or if you're the one who lives off the fumes of the last compliment to keep you going until you find the next one, take a minute to look at whose approval you seek or accept above all else. Is it God's or everyone else's? Like we've said all along, only one can rule your heart. And spending time seeking his is a wise use of time versus a waste of it. So here are a few reflection questions to evaluate whether people-pleasing and seeking the approval of man is an idol of your heart. Are you ready? First, how does the approval of others affect the way you live when you get it and when you don't? Next, in what ways have the expectations you've had of receiving the approval of others affected your relationship with people and with God? And last, What does it look like to turn from the idol of approval in your life and business? Friend, the next time you receive a compliment or a comment about how good you look or how well you speak or how amazing the work you do is, simply say, thank you. I'm just living out who God says I am. And then turn around and affirm something good you see that reflects him in them. Speaking of affirming what God is doing in and through others, That's exactly what the Redeem Her Time community is all about. It's a place of authentic Christian women who are struggling not only to balance midlife and business, but also to seek his approval over others. And together, we are building one another up and pointing one another to look to him. So if that's the kind of people pleasing you're all about too, come join us. In fact, here is today's community question. How will you intentionally look to him for approval above all else? This is one I think we need each other to spur us towards. So come join us. And if it's your first time, you can find us at redeemhertime.com forward slash community or click the link in the show notes. And we will cheer you on in a good way inside the group. And while you're still here, if you're willing to help me help them, please take a minute to leave a review of the podcast. Not so that people look at me, but so they look at him and we can help women across the world turn to him for their acceptance too. And before we go, let's pray. Dear father, you alone are the one whose approval matters and the one that we desire to seek after. Forgive us for looking to find our value in what others say of us or in how they respond to us, even saying yes to things because we think that will win their favor. We know that no human can truly fulfill our need for fulfillment, and we do not want to put that burden on anyone, nor hope that if we keep looking to others, one day we will find it. You are the one we seek to please, because that's what gives you the glory. And when others do see good in us and affirm it, may we graciously receive it and point them back to you, 
the true source of anything good in us. May we live each day in light of that day when in Christ we will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And until then, may we look to you and may your face shine upon us and give us peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community where we'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, instead of chasing time on a clock, trying to control it, receive the gift of time from the one who truly holds it. Because as his daughter, you have time. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile. And that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.